Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Forest. I'm your host, Cameron lemons Debro. It's Vanderbilt week. Always love playing an SEC team the second week of the season, at least early. The games against Elon are always a little weird to figure out what's happening, but actually playing Power 5 competition is a really good way of figuring out what your team's made of. Vanderbilt's had a couple games by now. I've watched a couple of it, but I decided to bring on an expert on this, uh, Robbie Weinstein from Bandy 24-7. Bandy, Robbie, how are you doing? I'm good, Cam. Uh, yeah, I've definitely been busy lately, but uh, it, it is interesting to your point. Like, I like these week zero starts because, you know, even though Hawaii and Elon, you know, you can't draw much from the individual games, uh, you, you can at least get a little bit when it's, you know, two games worth 120 minutes worth of, of football, even if it's against crappy opponents. Right. So, I mean, just kind of kicking things off. I know the I was personally watching the Hawaii Vanderbilt game, even though it got delayed by it seemingly everything for about a couple of hours. Um, I know we can't really glean too much from it, but it felt a little bit wonky. I know the uh, post expectancy numbers came out just today and it and actually I think Hawaii was technically favored after the game. What kind of went on with that game? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, the post game expectancy stuff. I always think, honestly, is like, you know, loses context. Like, like, you know, I mean, Vanderbilt had a three touchdown lead in the fourth quarter of that game. Um, I don't think they played well. I think, honestly, you know, something that they, in my opinion, have been battling recently is uh, the personnel is better, but. Uh, I, I think they are still working on like realizing, you know, I think that they almost think that five, I think some of the players think that five wins is, is, you know, decent. Hey, we beat Florida, we beat Kentucky. And now the next logical step is to, you know, win six games and go to a bowl game. And I think it's a team that they beat 63 to 10 the year before. And uh, they didn't show much toughness or, you know, take them seriously, basically. Uh, and then I think they kind of did the same thing against Alabama A&M in the early part of that game. So it's a young team and they've still got a lot of de- developing to do. And I think like, for instance, compared to Wake, which has an older roster, you know, you probably, um, you know, I think Wake is is generally going to bring their A game, right? And I think Vandy has a long way to go in terms of uh, probably leadership and that sort of stuff uh, to where they're playing consistently because, you know, even last year with them, the variance from game to game was pretty wide. And so I, I think they've got a little immaturity to get over. No, that's completely fair. Uh, so kind of taking a step back here, Clark Lee, it's his, what years? I think it's what, third year? On third, Hill? yeah. yeah. Third year in Helm. So how have you seen the program progress? Obviously, you know, winning five games, being Florida, um, winning some games that honestly people thought you guys shouldn't have, even though some of us were over by October on Vandy last year. But, you know, what has he done over the last three years to really kind of dig you guys out of hole? Well, they, um, Vandy recruits just pure athletes, even if sometimes some of the guys who they take aren't particularly good or at least productive high school players, but maybe there's, you know, it's a defensive lineman who's 6'6", 220 pounds, or even less than that, or maybe they're track stars who who play football, but uh, have a lot of weight to put on. And so they, um, what they try to do then is get those guys in their strength and conditioning program. And maybe two or three years down the road, you have a player. And now that he's here for three years, some of those guys actually are, are useful now. And uh, team speed, you know, has been a big issue. I think you're starting to uh, see the improvements there, like on special teams and uh, at times on defense. Certainly the receivers, you know, I, I think their receiver team speed is is definitely not comparable compared to like the end of the Derek Mason era has really improved. And as a result, they, you know, they just look more like a power five football team. 
uh, they've definitely, I think the biggest, you know, kind of where they have the most to grow is uh, the offensive linemen, of course, and to some extent defensive linemen, you know, when you bring developmental guys at those positions into the program, it just takes them longer to add weight. And so their O-line still isn't particularly good. And then also like on the back end of the defense, you're still seeing them give up a lot of big plays. I think some of that is even though they've got fast guys back there, faster guys at least, um, not all of them have gained a lot of experience and really process stuff that well at this point. So, I mean, you brought up the offensive line. It felt like there was a lot of mixing and matching in the offensive line the last couple of weeks. Is that by design or there's some injuries going on there? What, what's happening? Yeah, they got some injuries. I think they're they're going to be in good shape for this one. You know, they were pretty conservative with with injuries on both sides of the ball uh, because they didn't need these guys to beat Hawaii right. or Alabama A&M. And we, I think we, everybody knows if Vandy is going to go to a bowl game, they probably got to beat Wake. Maybe not probably, but like that's a huge pivot point. It, it would help to not have to have a win banked going right. into the if, SEC. If they do, yeah, if they do beat Wake, then they're going to a bowl game. I think, um, especially since this would be you know a road game against a good team. Uh, so I, I think they're saving guys. Um, the starting right tackle, Junior Uzebu, was out last week. He did practice some, but he didn't play. Uh, and then the, his backup also, Leighton Nelson, was out. I don't know if Nelson is going to come back, but Uzebu, I think, is going to play. And so they had to take their backup center and play him at right tackle. Uh, he actually did well, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. So they're going to have their starters available on the offensive line. Uh, the question is, like, you know, I think – most of their starters are still, I think all of their starters on the offensive line are, are Mason era holdovers and they played all right last year, but I thought a lot of that was just like going heavy on RPO stuff and, right. you know, really helping, helping those guys out with tight ends and running backs and all that. And it, to me, I thought that if they tried to take the training wheels off, then it would really collapse this season. And that's exactly what has happened so far. I just don't think these guys are that good. Gotcha. So, I mean, speaking of the training wheels up uh, with AJ Swan, I, it was kind of back and forth with him and Mike Wright last year and but now obviously AJ's the starter. What have you seen out of him in his first real couple of games? I mean, he had some starts last year, but it's both real, like at the helm, you're the guy now. Yeah, I, I think he's a really promising player, and he didn't play great against Alabama AM. I thought he did play quite well against Hawaii. Like the big yeah. thing for him is he can make all the throws, and I think he's actually much more accurate than people would expect. Yeah. Uh, based on just the completion percentage. Uh, the thing is, he, he his decision making is definitely a work in progress. Like he will put the ball at risk. He is a gunslinger and he's going to throw some picks this season. Uh, and that's something that Wake maybe could take advantage of. Uh, I do think what, what has impressed me is they don't build in a lot of easy stuff that boosts the completion percentage. And so if you look at like where he's throwing the ball, he's throwing the ball downfield a lot and uh, doing pretty well, I would say, with yeah. it, all things considered. He hasn't been perfect, but they, they want chunk plays out of the passing game. And they want to stretch the field, and he definitely gives them a way better chance to do that than anybody who they've had in the last, like, you know. I mean, it's been quite a while. Basically, Kyle, Kyle I mean, he's got a better arm than Kyle Shermer. So uh, they've got an element of explosiveness uh, to their offense that um, maybe could make up for issues on the offensive line to some extent. Right. I mean, I, I know you said they've been pushing the ball down the field. From what I've watched, they've really tried to – I've really been encouraged, at least just as an out as a bystander with the wide receiver room. It feels like it's been really flipped since the last few years. What kind of speed and talent has really been added to that room? Yeah, no, I, they're pretty good. It's definitely the best position on the team. So Jaden McGowan, the true sophomore, is kind of the speed guy, and he has improved as like an actual wide receiver. He ran a four three five in high school at South Carolina camp, and South Carolina didn't offer him. 
it, he last year was more of a gadget guy and really was poor with ball control and drops. He fumbled a lot. And now he looks like more of an actual wide receiver. Uh, Will Shepard isn't the speed guy, but he is. I mean, I think he might end up being a day two pick in the NFL draft next year. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Um, he's a touchdown machine. He has four touchdowns so far. And honestly, they've taken him off the field more often than I would have expected. And I think Wake is probably going to get the full the full dose of him this weekend. Right. Uh, and then they've got some younger guys. So London Humphreys and Junior Sherrill are true freshmen who are going to play a little bit as pure speed guys. Humphreys was the you know fastest high schooler uh, in the state of Tennessee last year after Barry on Brown graduated and went to Kentucky. And uh, he's also six foot two, so he's a big kid. And that Junior helps. Cheryl, yeah, Junior Cheryl was the best player on the best team in the state, Lipscomb Academy, and he's a guy who, um, you know, he's just a good player. Even as a true freshman, he was one of their best receivers in camp. The interesting thing for this week is their number two receiver, Quincy Skinner, has had like a hamstring issue, and he he missed a lot of last season with the hamstring too. Uh, they seem to think he's good. Like they didn't really play him much in the in the last two games. I don't really get why they didn't just sit him down, but. You know, if he's 100, percent he's he's very good. He's he's tough to bring down with the ball in his hands. So that's like the one. I mean, that for sure, out of all the position groups on Vanderbilt's team, it's definitely SEC caliber. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, that's I mean, it's the best position group that they've had on the, on the team period since uh, maybe 2018. Now, that's definitely going to be something I think. If the protection holds up, they're going to try to test Wake's corners, especially given what Wake showed last year. They're going to try it there. Speaking of corners. Kind of flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. What's going on there? <laughs> I think they got a lot of issues. Like this really runs deep, and it's a you know the fan base is, is still angry about it. Um, they they tried to so Jadis Richard was a guy in their 2022 class who they recruited as a safety. He was playing corner late last season. He came on pretty strong, and he transferred to Miami. He was looking for NIL stuff. Um, I don't. Don't know for a fact whether he got it, but that's why he transferred at least. And uh, so then they tried to get a transfer to replace him, and the guy flipped to Wisconsin before he signed. And so they only had one scholarship left, and they used it on Prince Colley, who I'm not even sure he's going to play this season. (laughs) So like, uh, so their their corners are bad, definitely. (laughs) Um, like their best corner is a true freshman, Martel Height, who's actually pretty good. Really good uh, he, from from Rome, right? Rome, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And so he, you know, but they do this weird thing every every preseason where they misevaluate their corners and they they start off by playing guys who aren't good and they're not playing the guys who are good enough. And so Height, you know, didn't play a ton in the first game. Then he split snaps, uh, or I guess he split snaps in both the first two games. But last game he actually started, and so he's gonna take over as a starter now. B.J. Anderson, who Wake I'm sure loves because they, you know, they got <laughs> like three touchdowns against them last year, right? He's still playing. I mean, so far he's been better than he was last year, but he was maybe the worst starting corner in the Power Five last year, and he still commits penalties. So that's somebody for Wake to go after. Uh, if if he has to come off the field, Trudell Barry was like the gem of their 2022 class, right. and you know he hasn't gotten to play much because reasons. And, and you know, so <laughs> yeah, I, I, right. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense, and, and there's serious questions about their their coaching in that area. Okay, so I mean, obviously, that's going to be something where we know Wake's going to try to attack. How it, does Vanderpool? Yeah. Uh, how does Vandy try to negate that? Like, is, is it, has a defensive line sort of um, taken a step step forward, and the linebackers taking a step forward? How do you really try to not yeah. get into a shootout where I don't know if you can win one? 
Yeah, I, I think um, they're getting their top pass rusher back from injury this week at Darren Agu. Uh, he's not going to be a savior, but like, I mean, they have more of a pass rush than they did last year when they were among the worst, you know, in the country. Uh, their safeties, I think, are pretty good, actually. Jalen Mahoney hasn't played well this season, but it's just two games. And Dricky Wright has had a really good season. He sprained his ankle the other day, but he's he's going to play against Wake. And um, so I think the, the pieces around the corners are, are not too bad. Uh, but, I mean, it, you know, it's a big enough weakness to where Hawaii scored 28 points on them after they scored 10 on them, you know, the year before. So uh, I think they've done an okay job of protecting those guys uh, out wide. But, you know, I, I mean, I think the honest answer to it is I think Wake's going to score a lot of points. I, I don't think Vandy is going to have a great answer. I, I feel like you've mentioned injuries kind of – left and right around here is the is the injury list just going to be a little bit a little long coming in on, on Saturday morning I think they're all right they got a lot of guys who are banged up and questionable and didn't play right. in the last game and who for a game that matters are going to play and are okay. going to be fine okay. makes sense there one thing I've kind of noticed for Bandy just watching through them is the run game hasn't I don't think been what people have expected is that a function of the offensive line being a little banged up is that the running backs combination what's what's kind of gone on there yeah I mean it's been about what I personally expected I didn't think it would be very good they they talked in the preseason you know insisting that they thought the run game was still going to be good I think it's like just kind of um you know I think there's a little hubris going on there like they were salty that you know Ray Davis did not get into grad school but he's been so it wasn't he didn't have the opportunity to come back but He's been, you know, chirping during the offseason. So then the coaches say, well, we blocked for a 1,000-yard rusher. It was really us, you know. And um, I think, you know, it's just yeah, – I think it's just an ego thing. And in reality, they don't have good run blockers. Uh, and I think their actual running backs are fine. Like Cedric Alexander, who's a true freshman, is a good player. Uh, and they've got at least three capable running backs, but the holes just haven't been there. And on top of, like, the actual blocking ability, like, you know, in terms of – you know, strength and, you know, ability to turn mass into force. Like, you know, that's not great. Like they're they're not great in that area, but they've missed a lot of assignments. They've been really sloppy also. Uh, And, you know, Wake is a smart team, a veteran team. And and so, you know, if Andy's going to keep doing that, then I don't think it's going to work out super well for them on Saturday. Uh, I I would think they'll get the run game going a little bit throughout the course of the season, but uh, the blocking has really been the issue so far. I think in terms of the actual tailbacks, they're like fine. So you know, kind of wrapping things up here on the offense and defense, what are one thing each side of the ball can't do if they want to come into Winston-Salem and get a win? Yeah, I think offense definitely like turn the ball over because I think Swan, if if AJ Swan does not play a great game, like, I think they need a great game from him to win. And it's possible that he does play a great game. Like, that's definitely on the table. I mean, it's a a 10-point spread. You know, sometimes, you know, I think they beat Kentucky as a 17-point underdog last year and Florida as a 14-point underdog. Like, it happens sometimes, but he needs to play a great game, and that means no turnovers. Defensively, I think they need to – they talk all the time about capping the shots, you know, not allowing – like, when you give up an explosive play, get the guy down and don't let, you know – a 30 yard completion turned into a 60 yard touchdown. Uh, they haven't done that. So far. I mean, they gave up long touchdowns to Hawaii and Alabama. And we saw last year that wake got them deep plenty had, right. had, I think multiple long touchdowns. So, I mean, if they give up any of those, I mean, you know, maybe they can survive if they give up one, 
I don't know, but I, I think they could be in the game if they don't give up any of those. But that that's definitely the key to me because they have yet to prove that they can play a team like Wake and not just get totally shredded. That makes makes all sense. You know, before we close this out, you know, what were your expectations of Bandy coming into the season? And have they adjusted after the first two games? Or are you still kind of holding on? And does this game really try to sway that one way or another? Yeah, I think if they just get the doors blown off of them, it would sway. Like, I mean, I was kind of in between five and seven and six and six. Um, a big reason why I ended up going with six and six because their schedule was lightening up from last year. It was going right. to be easier. I mean, they had, you know, three auto losses last year, and one of them is off the schedule, Alabama. And, the, you know, the replacement the replacement is Auburn at home. And me personally, I don't think Auburn's going to be very good. Winnable, uh, very winnable. It, it is winnable, yeah. So um, I wouldn't say, like, I mean, I don't think they played well in the first two games. But, uh, you know, last season they were a different team at the end of the season than at the beginning. And this is college football. You know, the season ends in November. That's a long time from now. And so it's possible that they'll play better. Uh, it, so I, I wouldn't say I've like completely moved off of what I expected yet, but yeah, if they lose this game, you know, by like, you know, four touchdowns or something. Right. Yeah. I would say, you know, that's probably not a bowl team. Okay. That makes sense. Last question for you. What do you think happens? I think Vandy's going to score. I think they're going to score some points, but I also just don't. There's, they've shown nothing to suggest that they're going to get a stop, like, at all <laughs> in this game. So, I don't know, maybe something like 41-28, okay. uh, something like that. I, I just, um, you know, I think specifically Wake's system, uh, in terms of how it's going to leave, like, the corners have so much work to do. They have to defend for so long. And, and stay disciplined. I just don't think that that is that plays into you know Vanderbilt's hand. Uh, so you know, to me, it almost doesn't matter who the quarterback is, uh, as long as it's somebody who knows how to execute the system. They don't do anything stupid, right? Uh, right. So <laughs> I I'm not expecting Mitch Griffiths to throw three picks on Saturday. So <laughs> I think as a result, I think Wake is is going to get in the 40s. That makes sense, Robbie. It's always a pleasure. Where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, Mandy247.com. I don't, I don't tweet a lot, so I just go to, the, go to the website. If you're interested, I'll have content uh, throughout this week previewing the game. Robbie, thanks so much for coming on. We'll see you on Saturday. I won't be there, but we'll we'll see each other in some form on Saturday. Okay. All right. See you later. <laughs>